Good morning. Welcome to Second Chances. I hope everybody had a good week. Um, thank you everybody who is, is watching and listening on Facebook as well as um, our podcast platforms. Uh, I do appreciate you uh, joining us. I'm sorry I missed the last couple weeks. Um, we ran into the Father's Day and it was a joy to spend some time with the kids and then the following weekend um, we we got married so um, you know spent some time hanging out with the kids my new bride and um, and just took some time for ourselves so I appreciate everybody's understanding there uh, I do want to start by opening us up on a word of prayer and uh, and then we'll rock and roll dear God thank you for today uh, and again thank you for the the joy and the ability to Take another breath today, God, and um, I pray that we don't take it for granted as, as simple as, as that seems, God. I thank you for um, the, the beauty in life and amidst the crazy times that we're going through right now, and uh, I just ask that as we go through these times that you provide us with, with peace and understanding and the ability to know your voice um, versus our voice, God, and, and that we choose uh, the path um, and, the, and the choices that you would have for, for us, God, and that we live our lives in such a way that it would point directly back to you. Uh, I thank you for this opportunity that is only made possible by your, your grace and your mercy and your son's sacrifice. And uh, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I have a question for you guys, uh, and I want you to, I want to preface it with a definition first. So um, to, I want to talk about sacrifice today and, and what that looks like, um, you know, in every facet of our life, um, mainly being a Christian and following Christ. Um, I, I would say that just in watching people, um, for me over the last uh, 10, 15 years, just watching Christians and, and watching quote unquote the Christian movement, you know, I felt like by watching people's actions, you know, you, you can see really who they are. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes I feel like what it might mean to be a Christian has has changed over the generations, has changed over the years. Um, and, and, and I say that because you, you can, again, watch people and how they live and what they claim to be, you know, on Facebook versus the, the real world. And and you can see that, that being a Christian kind of uh, Either they don't quite understand it um, as a whole, or um, it started to take on a new meaning than than what Christ intended uh, and the disciples intended, biblically speaking. So um, there, there's a lot of definitions for sacrifice depending on, uh, I guess, what genre you're looking for. But simply put, um, let me read you the definition of sacrifice. It's the act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. So, you know, I guess we could really simplify that and say priorities. Um, so thinking about your, your list of priorities, your, your list of sacrifices, um, you know, what do you sacrifice and what do you sacrifice for? Um, and, you know, I can think of a few of, of the things that I've sacrificed for um, just in my, my adult life. Uh, you know, you, you have kids and you sacrifice a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, identity, I think, is the big one. Um, you know, whether you know it or not, 
as a parent, you you do sacrifice your identity, your your so and so's mom, your so and so's dad, um, you you're the the carpool, um, the the chauffeur, the chef. Um, mom sacrificed a ton. Um, you know, they become everything to, to to everyone that lives in that house. Um, in in going through um, uh, my my marriage here to Laura, and as she she gets ready to officially change her name, I'm watching her sacrifice you know her identity in a very different way um changing her name you know um she, she's a, a school teacher by profession and everybody knows her as one way and and now she's going to be going through that and there there's a level of uh of uncomfortability there um newness um and then the small things throughout our day you know the the choices we make on on what to spend money on you know we sacrifice our bank account for whatever we feel we need or want at the time uh, and and what's important to us. And so I thought that that was an important line or, you know, a unique line in that definition is the act of giving up something valued for, for the sake of something more important. Um, and so as we, I wanted to, to preface that before we hopped into the word, because I want you to have a good idea of what the definition of, of sacrifice means um, so that you can we can all take a little bit more in-depth look at, you know, the choices that we make because um, everybody's watching. Um, you know, I think that that realizing that everybody's watching the Christians, everybody's watching every movement. You know, is is you know we have protests going on still, and so I think that um, understanding that people watch our reactions, people watch our actions, and and people judge us. Um, by those actions, whether it be a post on social media, uh, video, or, or the lack of action that we take after we've just claimed something. So my question to you is, are we willing to sacrifice for being a Christian? So there, there's a few different verses that, that I'm just going to read here um, uh, about being a Christian. Uh, and the sacrifice that's involved with it. So 1 Peter 2.21 says, For this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. So right there, there there's some kind of sacrifice mentioned in there because he says, because Christ also suffered for you, that you might follow in his footsteps. So there's there, there's a sacrifice in being a Christian because we are to live as Christ lived, you know, the willingness to sacrifice for, for anybody and everybody. Um, Matthew 10, 38 says, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. You know, you can think back to that, uh, the time in scripture when Jesus had to carry his cross, literally carry his cross um, to his, his place of where he was about to be murdered. So you can think of the sacrifice and the suffering involved with that. Um, and, and it says right there that we need to be prepared to do, pick up the cross daily uh, and, and follow him. So we are going to have struggles and suffering. So if your Christian life is simply not full of any suffering and it's all butterflies and rainbows, ah, let's take a look at exactly what truly are we, we truly sacrificing for Christ. Are we, are we living out the Christian life as we were called to? Um, Luke 14, 27 says, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Same thing, different perspective. Uh, 
And then Matthew 16, 24 says again, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. So now we see the second level, deny yourself, right? Lose your identity, put your selfish ambitions on the back burner, pick up your cross again and follow me. So are we willing, I think is the first question that we really need to ask, are we willing to sacrifice? Um, and and it's, it's really honestly sacrificing everything. And, you know, I see a lot of people posting about, you know, our world just needs Jesus, our world needs God. And that is 100% true. But sometimes the world is only going to get that exposure to Jesus uh, through us, right? And if we're living out this fake version of Christianity, where we just post on social media, uh, hashtag blessed, you know, I'm going to put a Bible verse here and there. But when it comes to living it out in the re real world, where we are going to have to be uncomfortable, and truly not sacrifice anything, then, you know, then then want to question your motives, I question your heart. Um, because the Bible is very full of what a Christian lifestyle should look like. And, and it's full of sacrifice. Um, and, and we have to be willing to do that. Um, and I think when we get there, when we get to the point where we are willing and say, I'm gonna lay it all down. Um, then I think wonderful things will happen, not just in our own lives, but the people's lives that surround us and then our world as a whole. And then we'll start to see a lot of issues being solved. So question, does Jesus cost me anything? Um, yeah, no, 100%. We're going to take a look at specifically what, what things is going to cost us. So the cost of following Jesus. So if you have your Bibles, your phone, your computer, wherever. Um, uh, uh, let's let's hop over to Luke chapter nine, and we'll we'll start in verse fifty-seven. Um, so, does Jesus cost me anything? Oh, gosh, I love that question. Um, so, if you are a follower uh, listening today, maybe just mentally jot down, maybe maybe bust out a notebook. What does Jesus cost you? You know, I was listening to. Um, to to a pastor online uh, years back, and uh, you know he leads a church, and and he sent um, you know a, a, a group of missionaries to to China, and they came back and they were sharing their experiences with their their church here in America, and um, you know I think somebody in the crowd had asked him, you know what was what was the moment that stood out to you. And, uh, you know, so he was explaining that it was pretty much right off the bat. He, he was meeting with the pastor of this church in China and um, the, the pastor said, listen, we um, said we're going to pray for your church in China. We've been praying for you guys. And the, the pastor in, in China looked a little confused and said, well, you know, we actually spend a lot of time praying for you guys. And the, the pastor, you know, was a little taken back and said, you know, well, why we, we, you know, we're not the ones being being oppressed. We have freedom of religion. He was he was kind of confused. And the, and the Chinese pastor said, well, we pray for you because you have all that um, and, and you truly don't understand the sacrifice. You know, we 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 are oppressed. Um, we we deal with physical persecution, physical suffering for our beliefs. And so we truly understand what it means to to sacrifice to be a Christian. And so, you know, we, we just feel that you don't have to go through that and so that you may miss. And so we pray that you guys understand what that means. And so 
you know, I thought that was, was really cool and a different perspective to take. We have all this freedom of religion, but but sometimes we we miss on on what it means to truly sacrifice. And so Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 57, we uh, we can see it says, as they were going along the road, um, verse 57 and 58 says, uh, someone along, uh, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds have the birds of the air have their nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. So we choose comfort, right? Our comfort is in direct conflict with the cost of following Jesus. Um, is your relationship with Jesus comfortable or, or has it cost you something, right? So he's, are we, again, placing our needs above what Jesus has called us to do? Now, there's nothing wrong with having a home or a place to live, but does it take the place of following Jesus, right? So when you look at your priorities, uh, and I think the easiest way, to, one of the easiest ways to look at this is, is your financial budget, right? When you plan your budget out, where does your tithe go? Right? Where does your mission, your 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 money to missions go? Is it is it kind of left over? Like if I have something, then boom, you know, then then I'll pay it to the church. Or is it at the top before you pay your bills because you you have that hope and 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 you're you're putting your your discomfort of I don't know if I have the money. God's gonna take care of that, right? Because I am following after Him. I'm prepared to sacrifice those things. So, you know, He. he he places it there, but the, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And, uh, you know, you watch Paul's journey through the New Testament, and it couldn't be more evident that he could have cared less where he stayed or lived, and he didn't plan it out on uh, on Airbnb or, or Trivago. He just he just went, right? And I think that that's, that's a big part of, of the first step of, of truly realizing that, that the Christian life is about mission and mission work. And, and then to do that, right, to truly take the gospel to our world, we, we have to be willing to sacrifice our comfort. Um, and, I, and I think that's a huge thing. Is your relationship with Jesus comfortable? Does it fit into your box? Or is it costing you something? Um, do we only let, let ourselves live the Christian life when it's, when it's feasible, when it fits into our schedule? Right when it when it when it's politically correct, or is it costing us something? You know, do we place our friendships above living out Christianity? Do we sacrifice the way people will look at us and and what they will say about us over Christianity? And 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 I'm talking way much more, so much more. Excuse me than just posting a Bible verse. Um, I'm talking about what you do when you're out in the world, when you're faced with a situation where you know you could stand up and, and, and say something about what it means to be a Christian or live that out. Or keep your mouth shut, shut the car door, drive off, and not deal with being uncomfortable. So do we choose our comfort or, or, or do we choose following the Son of Man who has nowhere to lay his head? 59 and 60 uh, of, of Luke chapter 9 says, 
To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, society is going to, to attempt to dictate what is good and acceptable. <laughs> and, and most of the time, they're going to do that through media. Uh, they're going to do that through social media. But they're going to attempt to dictate what is good in their, their eyes and, and what is acceptable. Right? It's why we have a politically correct movement. Um, religion will justify. God says, come, I've got you. So when you look at John 14, chapter 1, John chapter 14, verse 1, you'll see that. Um, culture causes doubts. Christ says, I am your hope. And there is nothing more rewarding than that feeling of hope. Right? Culture is going to cause you to doubt what you believe in. Well, would Jesus really do this? Would God really do that? But God causes hope, right? So when we place our, our trust and our faith in there, in God, knowing what's coming next, that's where our hope is, right? Knowing what comes at the end of this, this life, this time on earth, as far as eternity goes, that's where our hope is. So can you, can you afford to be uncomfortable during your time on earth, knowing that your hope your eternity, if you're a follower, is in God. What is eternally more important? Again, back to that question. When you look at your priorities, right, what's eternally more important? Right, when you when you look at your life, if you were to put it out literally speaking, right, on average, you got about 80 years on earth, and then you have eternity you know, in, in your destination, right? So heaven, you know, for the believers and then, you know, not heaven for, for everybody else. What's eternally more important for a believer? Is it being as comfortable as possible here, living selfishly? You, know, you, you really have to put it in a different perspective. You know, I think your, your choices, your priorities, um, your your the things that you sacrifice for, you know, I think that we have to put it in an eternal perspective. Verse 60, and Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. You go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those in my home. Verse 62, Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So the other thing we're going to sacrifice, our timing. Whew, that is a hard thing to, to, to grasp. That is a hard thing to do for sure um, at any stage of life, right? Time is the one thing we feel we have control of. We have time everywhere on, on our watches, on our phones, in our cars. We've got our lives set to alarms and reminders and calendars and and we think that time is the one thing that we have control over. But we have to relinquish that, that illusion of control there, right? Our timing. You can't plow. So in this, in this example, we can't plow a straight line while we're, we're looking backwards. We'll be taking that till everywhere. 
if our timing is our first priority, Jesus will fall off our list. And, and so we go back to that example of, of putting your budget, right? If timing, if our timing, right, if what we want to do when we want to do it is the most important thing, Jesus following after God is going to fall off that list every single time because he doesn't fit into a box. Sixty-one again. I want to repeat that. I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those in my home. There's so many things in that verse that 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 person wants to do first. Hey, God, I'll follow you, but let me say goodbye. So let me let me have some comfort there, right? Uh, you know, I, give me some time to mourn for for leaving. Let me say goodbye to those that are living with me, my family. And then I'll come to you when, when the time is right. Now, that could have taken a day. That could have taken two weeks. They could have had some sort of, you know, ritual festival and, and how they say goodbye, you know, knowing that they're not going to see him or her for a while. She says, I'll come to you when I'm ready. Oof. Yeah, no, that's not what God wants. As you watch, as you look at the stories of, of how he chose his disciples and what he said, you know, hey, come follow me. Boom, hopped off the boat. Let's go left his house with whatever he had on his back. Let's go. We have to be willing to do that, knowing that, that, that God has a purpose for each moment, right? That there, there's a specific plan for this moment right now where we're living, you know, the people around us. If he says, I need you to walk downstairs right now and talk to that lady getting out of her car, help her with her groceries, you know, you have to be willing to do that right now. And we're gonna be, we're gonna have to be uncomfortable. You know, we don't get to say, God, I'll follow you when I'm ready. Yeah, no, we have to be willing to say, God, I'll now you need me to move. You need me to go talk to that cat. I'm 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 there. Let's do it. You can look to that list of, of excuses that, that he is faced with. Um, you know, let me let me bury my dead first. Now that that's a that's a ritual that takes a lot of time. You know, you know the context we're speaking of. That's not, you know, an in and out kind of funeral. It's there, there's there's a mourning process involved. So again, time. You know, he's saying I'll do it on my own time. I'll follow you when I'm done with this. Um, I'll give you my leftovers, and and that's important it, it, to, to see it that way. Because God says, listen, I I want your best. Um, I, I want the first of everything. I, I, I've created you for a purpose. Your purpose is, is this mission field, and, and I need your best. I want your best. I don't, I don't want leftovers. You know, our God is a selfish God. But, but we also have to realize our role in, in the Christian lifestyle, the Christian movement, right? The, we have to realize that, that we have a purpose, and God calls us to, to great things on his time. And we have to be willing to do that. Um, it will give us a different perspective, a different outlook on, on our time here. And I think what Christianity really is, not what it has become to this modern age, but what it really is. Um, you know, I think that, that is best summed up um, in, you know, a lot of athletic, you know, my, my time in being an athletic coach um, and an athlete in general um, for, for well over half my life. Um, you know, I've seen the phrase a lot, all or nothing. You know, go big or go home. 
but but I've seen the phrase all or nothing so much. I've heard that line come out of coaches' mouths. I've used it, you know, when talking to my athletes getting ready to compete. Um, and, and I think we find it, you know, good reference to that phrase all or nothing. You know, God wants our all or he wants nothing, right? I think we find that best put. Um, and I'll be up for, for comments if if you if you disagree, but Revelation chapter three, verse fifteen through seventeen. You know, he's talking um, uh, about being a Christian. You know, you you have you have two you have the fence and you have two sides. Uh, you have temperatures. You have hot and cold, right? So, in verses fifteen of uh, chapter uh, Revelation chapter three, he says, "I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold." Would that you were either hot or cold. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. If we've prioritized our life based on the things that we we want, our comfort level, our ambition, our drive for success, what we what we call success, a comfortable life, he says here that you're nothing. You know, when we looked at Paul, Saul before Paul. You know, a few weeks back and what Paul said, listen, I have all these things going for me. I'm, I'm better than the rest of you when it comes to my name, my upbringing, my knowledge, how I live my life, you know, according to, to the scriptures. I can brag on all that stuff. But when it comes to, to, to knowing Christ, nothing compares to that. Nothing compares to, to losing it all. And that's, that's what is being said to us here is, is I want you to be hot or I want you to be cold. Don't be lukewarm. And, and I think we can say that, quote unquote, the modern Christian, Christian Christianity, the modern Christian life is lukewarm. You know, it's again, it's, it's that, that mentality of I'll be a Christian, I'll live out the Christian life when it's suitable for me. You know, in my own time, when I'm comfortable with it, after I've done everything else that I need to do, then, then sure, by all means, God, whatever I have left over, you've got it. But we need to realize that, that being a Christian is all or it is nothing. Think about what was sacrificed for us to, to have an eternal life. I want us to, to live as Christ called us to live. That's, that's, and to live out the way that Christ lived out. When you go to post, all our world needs is God. You are supposed to live like God lived. Jesus lived on earth, right? Are you Jesus to your world? 
should say, are you living like Jesus lived? Are you sacrificing? Do you choose your comfort? Do you choose your time? We have to live all or nothing. We have to be prepared to sacrifice. When we do that, this world will change. And, and, and the problems that our world faces, you know, I think it'll be a domino effect. I think that when, when, you, when, 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 when a Christian lives that out, and it's infectious, it really is, because there's a level of joy that, that comes with that, that you, it's inexplicable. It just, there, there's a peace knowing that your hope is placed elsewhere, right? Your hope is not in your time. Your hope is not in your comfort. But when you place your hope fully in God and you say, boom, my timing's off the table. My, my, my comfort's level is off the table. Use me how you would. There's a peace in that. There's a peace knowing that your life here is taken care of. God has that plan. And I, and I think that, that it'll be a domino effect. In fact, I know it'll be a domino effect you do it, the next person does it, so on and so forth. And then we don't have to, to convince the world via social media that we're Christians, they'll see it. So that's my challenge to you is, is list out what's important to you. List out if you're willing to sacrifice it or not. And then pray for the ability to follow through on that sacrifice for God, the kingdom, his mission field, the choice is the plan he has laid out for you. Dear God, we thank you again today for your word, for sending your son to, to live an example that, that we are called to live as well. And I pray that you give us the, the courage and the hope to, to be able to live that out daily, to be able to sacrifice our comfort, to be able to sacrifice our timing and reprioritize our life to always keep you at the top, to always keep Christianity at the top, knowing that there's a bigger purpose, a bigger picture. God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for our friends and our family, and I pray that, that we are safe and that we are well, and God, for the ones that are struggling with, with, with health issues, you know, I pray that you place, place your hand of healing on them, and if that's not your purpose, God, then I pray that you place peace and understanding on, on family and friends that are around them, God. And, and for any of us suffering with, with anything else, God, I pray that you, you give us peace today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.